Oh my goodness. Hey, listen, you know you're in a good church when your pastors play the piano that way and they pray that way. Amen. Oh man, well howdy do, Greensburg Baptist. It is a pleasure to see you all this morning, to be with you guys, and it is it really is my pleasure. I'm looking out and seeing several faces that I know and that are friends of mine and that I love, and it's just so good to be with you all, and great to see Brother Wilburn here. This You guys have not only good pastors at this church, but you have a good director of missions for this association, and Brother Wilburn has been my friend for several years now, and I just love him. And when I looked back and saw you back there, Brother Wilbur, and I was tickled to death. So, man, it's great to see you this morning. Uh, well, my name is Kenny Rager. I serve as the evangelism strategist for the Kentucky Baptist Convention. And my task is to help churches from Paducah to Pineville in the area of evangelism. That's a big stretch. Did you know that? So we moved to Elizabethtown from Owensboro to help get that job done. I was helping with the West, and then that increased to the whole state. So we moved to E-Town. And let me just say, the drive from E-Town to Greensburg is a little bit better from E-Town to Pikeville. Did you know that? Just for the record, it's a little bit better. So it was a good drive over this morning. And uh, But, you know, my task at the convention is to help strengthen evangelism. And to help our churches to just to be strengthened and stronger in reaching their communities for Christ. If you have your Bibles with you this morning, I want you to turn to a very famous passage of Scripture. Um, the Lord kind of impressed on my heart a different passage than what I was going to preach this morning. But I want us to turn this morning to the book of Romans chapter 10. As you're turning there this morning, I, I want to just tell you how excited I am about something that's about to happen in our state and in our association right here in this association. And your church is going to be a part of this as well. We are challenging at the Kentucky Baptist Convention every church to be on mission for something that's gigantic. We have the task uh, and, and we have the challenge of, of taking the gospel of Jesus Christ to every single home in Kentucky. There is an estimated 1.7 million homes in the state of Kentucky. And we are mobilizing our Southern Baptist churches, our Kentucky Baptist churches, to go on mission to share the gospel. Now, this is a monumental task. It will be a historical event in Kentucky Baptist life, historical. And we are moving primarily through our local associations. If you were to just go down just a, just a few doors down to the associational office, I'm going to imagine, Brother Wilburn, that you're going to see a whole bunch of stuff stacked in your office. Is that correct? Boxes and boxes of stuff right down the street from you guys. Now, those boxes will contain transparent bags that can be hung on the doors. They're going to contain a, a Jesus DVD that has um, the, the wonderful Jesus movie that was filmed several years ago, but in over eight different languages. So if somebody gets this at their house, it's going to be in their language regardless of what they speak. There's going to be a gospel track in that bag. And then there's going to be this. This insert is, is something that I'm really excited about. The front side of it is, is going to contain information about what we're doing. But the back side of it has an acronym. G-O-S-P-E-L. Gospel. And the intention is, is that as we go door to door 
witnessing and inviting people that we will actually more than just hang something on the door. If, if that's all we can do, great. But the hope is, is that we will have face-to-face interactions with people on their doorsteps sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. I want to encourage you, you don't hear this very often, but I want to encourage you to pull out your phone, okay? And I want to encourage you to go to the App Store or the Google Play Store. Now, you don't hear this very often in a, in a church service, do you, to, to play with your phone during church. You don't hear that too often. But I want you to search, while you're thinking about it, gospel to every home. Put that in. And if everybody doing it all at once, it's going to be real slow, by the way. That's going to be great, you know. But you're going to find the Gospel to Every Home app. And that app is going to have training in it, tools in it, to help you to go door to door to share the Gospel with people right here in Greene County. There's training videos on there. There's resources on there. All types of things that are that's designed to help you to go door to door to share the Gospel. Somebody, have, uh, we often hear this. They say, Kenny, this gospel of your home, you're just asking us just to hang stuff on doors. Is that really effective? Is that really have power? Don't we live in 2021? Is this really going to be effective? Friends, I want you to know something, that any time we get the gospel to people, it's worth it. It's worth it. Did you know right here in Greene County, I double-checked the numbers with Brother Blake and Brother Todd right before I got up to preach this morning. But did you know that your county is 73, roughly 73% unchurched? Unchurched. You think about Greene County. Everybody goes to church in Greene County, right? No, they don't. If you were to, to survey the landscape today, you would find at least 73% of Greene Countyans not attending church this morning. And by the way, those numbers are pre-COVID numbers. We are estimating that 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 actually is probably going to increase after COVID-19, the the amount of unchurchedness. In addition to that, because of COVID-19, we saw about 10,000 less baptisms in the state of Kentucky than we than we do on average this last year. 10,000 less than what we average because of COVID-19. Friends, I want to tell you something. There's a lost and dying world in Greene County, and they're right here in Greene County. Did you know that? And they will never, ever be able to accept Jesus unless somebody takes the gospel to them. And the reality is, that's not your pastor's job to do that alone. It's your job as well. I like what somebody said. The Great Commission is not the great suggestion. Amen. And it's not the great omission. Amen. It is the great commission. And what we are challenging our churches to do is to be mobilized, to be excited, to be ready to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to every single home. You've got to pray for Brother Todd, Brother Blake. You've got to pray for Brother Wilburn as they go about this massive effort of organizing and mapping and, and dividing out communities. And your state convention will do whatever we can to help you. I promise we will. But oh, can you imagine as we take the gospel to every home, engaging people and talking to them about the good news of Christ, I'm praying for a harvest. We need a harvest. Amen, church? We need to see some people get saved in this nation. Amen? Somebody may say, well, Kenny, what is the gospel? When you speak of the gospel, 
What are you talking about? What are you talking about when we go door to door and we start interacting with people and, and having conversations with them? When you say we're taking the gospel to every home, what is the gospel? What do you mean by the gospel of Jesus Christ? Am I supposed to memorize a theology book? Am I supposed to memorize some sort of catechism? What is the gospel? What I want to tell you this morning is that the gospel is not complex. It is simple. It is simple enough that a child can understand the gospel. I was seven years old when I heard the gospel, and God convicted me of my sins, and I believed that I needed Christ as my Savior. And I believe He saved me when I was seven years old. The gospel is not hard. It is not complex. It was a very cold and snowy Sunday in February. And only the pastor, the pastor looked out and he said, man, we don't need to have church today. So he began to call various uh, church members and say, we're going to call off church today. And he called this one old farmer and he said, we're not going to have church today because it's so cold and it's so, so icy outside. And the farmer kind of sat back. He said, well, pastor, he said, you know, I farm. And if I only have one cow that shows up, I still feed them. That pastor didn't like that too much. He said, all right, I'll meet you there. So they got there. Only man there was the farmer and the pastor. And he was going to kind of make an example out of it. So he got up and he began to preach and preach. He started in Genesis, ending in Revelation. He kept that guy there for about two hours preaching. He got done and he said, well, what would you think of the sermon? The farmer thought for a second. He said, well, if I go out to feed the cows and only one shows up, I don't feed them the whole load. <laughs> I want you to know something. The gospel is not complicated. It's not hard to understand. It's a simple gospel. A simple gospel. Let's stand to honor God's word. Romans 10, verse 9. Let's look at what God's word reads today. The holy Word of God. The Word of God reads this. This is the gospel, church. This is the gospel. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. One believes with the heart, resulting in righteousness. One confesses with the mouth, resulting in salvation. For the Scripture says... Everyone who believes on him will not be put to shame since there is no distinction between Jew and Greek because the same Lord of all richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is the word of God. Father, we thank you today. May you bless it. Open up our hearts as we attempt to get the gospel to every home from Greensburg Baptist Church and the other churches in the association. Father, I pray today that everyone here would have a clear knowledge of the gospel. And I pray today that if there is someone that is lost, that today would be the day of salvation for them and that they would be saved. It is in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You can have a seat. What is the gospel? The gospel is a very simple message. Three things this morning quickly. First, it is a simple message about a man named Jesus. The gospel is a simple message about a man named 
Jesus. Look back at verse 9 of the text we just read. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is what, church? Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him, that's Jesus, from the dead, you will be saved. In order to experience salvation, in order to know that that you know that you're saved, in order to know that if you were to die, you're going to heaven, you have to you have to believe and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and God has raised him from the dead. So what does that mean? What does confess mean? Well, it means that you go on the record. Confession means that you're opening up and you're making a declaration. You're going on the record that Jesus is Lord. Well, why do we need to confess that Jesus is Lord? Why do we need to do that? Because the reality is is that we don't allow Jesus to be Lord over our life. Did you know that? The Bible says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible says in Romans 3.10, for there is no one righteous, no, not one. The reality is, is that we as human beings in our sin, we don't naturally make Jesus our Lord. Did you know that? You know who we make as our Lord? Ourselves. We have ourselves on the throne, not Jesus we have ourselves, and we choose to live in our sin. We choose to, to, to go on as the king or queens of our own lives. But the gospel is a message that we must confess Jesus as the Lord. We must go on the record that Jesus Christ is Lord. Now, what does Lord mean? Well, here's a simple Kentucky Fried way of saying it. You ready? He's your boss, Daddy. Jesus is my boss, Daddy. Well, what does that mean? That means that you are making a confession that you're, that you're, that Jesus, the God-man, God who became man, born at Christmas, who lived a perfect life, who died on the cross, rose again, you're making a confession that He is your master. That He is your master. So the gospel is this message that Jesus is your master, your boss, Daddy. Your Lord. The gospel is a simple message about Jesus, that he came, he lived, he died, he rose again, and that we are to confess him as Lord. That's what we're encouraging people to do when we take the gospel to them, to make a confession that he is the Lord over their life. Notice the rest of the verse. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Look at the next part. And believe. In your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. There is this confession that Jesus is Lord, and then there is a belief that God has raised this Jesus from the dead. Our sins nailed Christ to the cross, and the power of God raised him from the dead. And today we must believe that he completely paid for our sins on the cross. Total payment. On the cross for our sins. Total payment. There is nothing we can do to earn or merit or work our way to heaven. If so, Jesus didn't have to die. It says that plainly in Galatians 2. If we can make it on our own, Jesus didn't have to die. But he did die. Why? Because we can't make it on our own. And when he rose from the grave, he rose to justify us of our sins. To make us right. To give us spirit power in our life. And we have to believe. 
You know, when I travel out and I do a lot of door knocking and I talk to people and witness to people, almost every Kentuckian that I meet, not all of them, but a lot of them, always say, well, I believe in God. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. And the natural response is always to take a step back and say, well, all right, you're good. Let's keep going. But when you begin to probe deeper into that response, what do you mean by believe? It is very apparent, quickly apparent, that they are speaking about an intellectual belief in some sort of God. But the belief in Scripture is not just an intellectual belief. It means to actually put your faith into. Pastuio in the Greek. You put your faith into it. So let me give you an example. How many of you all believe that if you drove down to Nashville tonight and you bought yourself a ticket to Miami, okay, or you, let's say you were going to go to Miami, how many of you all believe that an airplane could transport you from Nashville to Miami? Raise your hand if you believe that an airplane could do that. Yeah, good for you. That's science, right? That's intellectual belief, knowing that an airplane can take you there. But the belief in the Bible is not just knowing that the airplane can take you there. It's actually going down to Nashville, and you actually sit down in the seat of that airplane, and you trust the captain to take you to Miami. Y'all see the difference between an intellectual belief and the putting your faith into, the pastuio in the Greek, putting your faith into. And that is what the gospel is. Confessing that Jesus is Lord and putting your faith that he has it. Putting your life into him. Trusting in him. This is not religion. It's not church. It's not some sort of resolution type life where we vow to do good and therefore we are good. No, this is a complete trust in Jesus. So the gospel message is a simple message about who? A man named, help me church, Jesus. Number two, not only is it a simple message about a man named Jesus, the gospel is also, the gospel is also a simple message about life change. Look at verse 10. One believes with the heart resulting in righteousness. And one confesses with the mouth, resulting in salvation. So notice what happens. It it, it says that you believe with your heart. And that results in salvation. It results in righteousness. It results in righteousness. What does righteousness mean? That means being made right with God. The reality is we are not right with God. Our sins are yucky and nasty. And we are separated from God. If we are to die in a state of separation from God, we will spend an eternity in a sinner's hell. That is the reality of dying in your sins. But when you trust in Christ and you believe in Christ, the Bible says that you that that you are now made righteous. Listen, when I look in the mirror, I don't see righteous Kenny. And I can tell you something, when my wife looks at me, I can promise you she does not see righteous Kenny. All right? Yeah, some of the husbands are getting elbows right now, aren't they? You know why? Because I see my warts and my failures and my faults and my struggles and my temptations. I see all that. But this is what the gospel blows me away with. When God the Father sees me, 
because I have trusted and put my faith in Christ. He sees the righteousness of Jesus on my life. And for all of those that have put your faith in Jesus, when God looks at you, he does not see your failures and your faults. He sees the righteousness of Christ on your life. Notice what else it says. One confesses with the mouth resulting in salvation. Anybody glad today that if you put your faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ that you're saved? Hey, you know what? Not only are you saved from hell, that's a good thing, by the way. Right? That's a good thing. But you know, salvation doesn't start when you die and go to heaven. Salvation starts right now. I'm going to tell you something. You can walk through this miserable, awful life without Jesus and say, well, I'll just get right one day. Well, first off, you don't know if you have another day. But here's the reality. If you did know you had a 100 more years, why in the world would you choose to walk this lonely, awful world without Jesus? Why would you do that? (laughs) I'm just going to tell you something. You ready? Life is a lot better with Jesus. Salvation starts when you believe, not when you die. It starts when you believe. Oh, how we need the message of salvation today. And the gospel is a simple message about Jesus. It's a simple message about life change. And I'm so thankful today that when you give your life to Jesus, your life begins to change. It's not, sometimes it's dramatic and overnight, but for me it's been a slow, long process. I'm sure for some of you all it's been the same way. But I'm just thankful that when Jesus Christ saved me, he saved me. And my life is better now because of Christ. If today and you're in this room and you don't know Jesus, I'm telling you, your life will be better with Jesus Christ. Your life will be better with Christ. Finally, not only is it a simple message about Jesus, a simple message about life change. Finally, number three, the gospel is a simple message for everybody. It's a simple message for everybody. Look at the next few verses. Verse 11. For the scripture says, everyone who believes on him will not be put to shame. Since there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, Because the same Lord of all richly blesses all who call on him. Now listen to this verse. Isn't this good? For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord. Can we just say this together, church? For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, what will be saved? Isn't that a great promise, Greensboro Baptist? That if we just trust in Jesus, he'll save us. Notice what the text says. It says that everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. I'm just going to do a quick survey. If you're in this room today and you received Jesus at one point in your life and you're thankful that he saved you, do you regret that you gave your life to Jesus? Anybody regret that you got saved? I've yet to find anybody that regrets getting saved. And that's what the scripture says. No one will be put to shame if you believe in Jesus. That's what it says. Also notice that he says that there's no distinction between Jew and Greek. That may not mean very much to you. I don't know how many Jewish and Grecian people we have here at Greensburg Baptist. Maybe there's a few. I don't know. But there may not be many. To Paul's audience, that was a big deal, right? Because the Jews thought they could only be saved and the Greeks couldn't, Gentiles couldn't. But can I translate this for us in 2021? This is good. You ready? This is good. The gospel is for the white man, 
The gospel is for the black man. The gospel is for the Asian man. The gospel is for the Hispanic man. The gospel is for Americans. The gospel is for Russians. The gospel is for Chinese. The gospel is for Africans. The gospel is for South Americans. The gospel is for all who would believe in Jesus. You know what? Ain't nobody going to get turned away if they come to Christ. Jesus loves everybody. He loves everybody. And let me tell you something else. You ready? He loves Green Countyans. Did you know that? Jesus died for Green County. Did you know that? And when we start taking the gospel to every home, every home you knock on, everyone you engage, you have to remember. You've got to remember that is a home that Jesus Christ shed his blood for. And that he wants them to hear the good news of Christ. Well, Kenny, this gospel seems too easy. You're telling me that if we just place our, if we repent of our sins, place our faith in Christ, trust in Christ, no matter who I am or where I come from or where I'm going, you're telling me Christ can save me? That sounds way too easy. You know what? It, it is. It is. And there's a reason why it's easy for you. Because the hard part of it was done on the cross of Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago. The reason it's easy for us is because Jesus Christ, God became flesh, lived a perfect life, died as a substitute to atone for our sins, to pay for our sins, was buried and rose again. And right now, I love the promises of John 1, those that receive him, he gives them the right to become children of God. Um, like you, you did Christmas. I'm sure you did Christmas with your family this year the best you could. We did one last one last night with our with some of our family. We had to wait for a little bit to do that. But you know one thing that when we handed some presents to our kids last night, not a single person asked for our children to pay for those gifts that they gave them. Not a single person. All they had to do was to receive that gift and open it up and receive it. You may be in this room today, and as we're talking about getting the gospel to every home, you're sitting there saying, Kenny, that's, that's great, but I don't have the gospel in my life. And if I was to die right now, I cannot confidently say, that I'm going to heaven. I cannot confidently say that Jesus is in my life. And you may ask this question, Kenny, can I be saved today? Could I be born again today? Would Christ welcome me? And I'll simply quote this to you. For everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. Maybe you're ready today to receive Christ as your Savior. I'm going to ask you, if you would, to bow your heads and close your eyes. And Brother Todd, if you just come play softly. Praise man could come here in a moment when we're ready. But Brother Todd, if you would, just play softly for us. Brother Blake, would you care to come um, this morning?
to help receive people if God moves in their hearts today. With heads bowed and eyes closed, can you go back to when Jesus saved you? When you trusted in Jesus as your Lord and Savior for the first time? I was a seven-year-old boy when I heard that I was a sinner. My mama told me about Jesus on my living room couch, and I, I prayed there to receive Christ as my Savior. I remember it just like it was yesterday. I've had a lot of growing, still am. But I know he saved me. I know he saved me. If you can go back to when you trusted in the simple gospel, I want you today not to raise your hand for Blake or Todd or me, but I want you to raise your hand to God this morning to praise him that he saved you. Would you do that? If you know you're born again, I want you to raise your hand to Jesus. I don't even care if you raise both of them. This is to God. And I want you right where you are just to praise Him in prayer if you know that you know that you know you're saved. This isn't for me. It's not for Brother Todd. This is for you and Jesus. Just go back and be grateful for when He saved you. Just spend a moment going back to when He saved you. Just spend a moment when He saved you. Praise Him. Praise Him. God, thank You for saving me. You know, not every hand today. And you listen, you keep your hand up as long as you want to. This is between you and God. This isn't about what we can see. This is between you and God. You just do whatever you want to this morning. And you just praise Him. But maybe today you could not raise your hands and praise to God because you've never been born again. You've never received the simple gospel of Jesus. Today we hope to pray just to put it down as simple as we could. Would you admit you're a sinner, believe Jesus died and rose again, and choose to follow him? Some of you would say, Kenny, I'm ready. Boy, am I ready. I'm ready to give my heart to Jesus right now. I'm ready to turn from that life of sin. I'm ready to turn from my failures. And I'm ready to trust in the God-man, Jesus. Kenny, I'm ready to be saved. I'm ready to give my heart to Jesus. I'm ready to receive Christ. If that's you, boy or girl, man or woman, I want you to receive Jesus this morning. It's not magic words. It's not hocus pocus. It's admitting you're a sinner. It's believing and trusting in Christ and turning from your sin. Would you pray to receive Christ this morning? Pray this in your heart. Dear God, pray it with me. Dear God, I am a sinner. I have failed you. But I believe you died for me. I believe you rose again. I give my life to you. Come into my heart. Come into my heart right now. And save me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for saving me. In your name I pray. Heads still bowed, eyes still closed. If today you just received Christ for the very first time, for the very first time, I'm going to invite you to raise your hands in praise to God on the count of three. For the very first time as a new believer in Jesus, to raise your hand to God and to praise Him and to praise Him. You ready, new believer? One, two, three. Three, raise your hand if you just received Christ. Did He just come into your heart? Did He just save you? Did He just save you? Here in a moment, 
If Jesus is dealing with you, I want you to come to Brother Blake. I want you to tell him that you received Christ. I want you to, to, to tell him. Now listen. God loves you. So Father, we thank you. And we ask you, Jesus, to move in this moment. We pray that you help us to get the gospel to every home. Lord, help the person that needs to come today to step out of that pew as we sing, Lord. And that they'll come and grab Brother Blake and just tell them and make their salvation commitment public. We pray in your name. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Brother Todd, would you lead us this morning? This is Todd Young with Greensburg Baptist Church. Thank you for joining us today. If you've accepted Christ during today's podcast, we would love to hear from you and connect you with a home church in your area. Or if you have questions regarding a relationship with Christ, Brother Blake and I would love to speak with you. Please contact us at the church office at 270-932-4495 or connect with us through our website at greensburgbaptist.com. In addition, you may visit our website anytime to access the sermon videos and podcast of any recent sermon. You may also subscribe to our podcast in the iTunes store. Have a great day today.